Hello. Hi, Happy Kelly. Podcast <laughs> Happy podcast day. <laughs> it's my favorite day of the week. Honestly, retweet. Re-freaking-tweet. It's not a joke. It's really not. I know. I know. Me neither. By far. Way yeah. by a long shot. Yeah, no, I, yeah, same. Same. Hey, Kelly, I have a question for you. All right, what is it? Um, will you tell me about either or both? Have you ever been in love? And have you ever had your heart broken? Okay. <laughs> I know well, the answer to the first one for sure. I'm currently in love, so oh. yes, I have been in love. <laughs> I also have had my heart broken. <sighs> Say more. If you want to. I realize this is very public. (laughs) It's okay. We'll keep it, like, me-focused. And it's a fun memory to look back on. Everybody remembers their first heartbreak. It's true. It's not something you forget. My first heartbreak was junior year of high school. Okay. And I had been talking to this boy. We'd been messaging on facebook you know like facebook messenger woo back in high school that's all we had um so real and like we loved the same music we'd talk until like two or three in the morning just about like music and what we were reading and i was totally smitten and uh, we even like hung out a couple of times and then he like stopped talking to me and i was no Yeah, and I was like, what? Like, it was like one of those things where I'd like message him and he like took a long time to respond. And I was like, I am being a crazy 16 year old, you know? I "I just need to calm down. Like, I'm being like the worst. But I knew in my gut that's called this was woman's intuition. Something's Uh wrong. He'd kissed another girl. (gasps) And uh, (laughs) I didn't get to kiss him. I didn't get to kiss him. Another girl had kissed, he didn't initiate it. The other girl like kissed him. And he said that he felt a spark that he couldn't not explore. Oh, well, okay, that's dramatic. <laughs> that it is the, the most. most exciting. It was the most dramatic thing ever. Like he wasn't expecting this at all. You know, she kissed him, and yeah, there was a spark that he had to explore. This is why you don't like YA rom com because you lived it. That's <laughs> I've I figured it out. I've gotten to the core of the issue. You that you just described <laughs> the premise of a YA rom com. And I just remember being like so crushed. I was like, I'm never going to find love. That was it. It's done. <laughs> and that's exactly how it feels at 16 too. Like I'll never find love. I will never get married yeah. and have the life that I want. Mm-hmm. And someone, <sighs> I like grabbed lunch with a friend and he was like, are you going to go to prom? And I was like, that's a sick joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my heart broken. I didn't even get like broken up with because there was nothing. We hung out like once. But I have my heart completely broken and you're asking me if I'm going to prom? Who are you? A monster, that's who. (laughs) It's like, I haven't thought about this in a really long time and it just feels like absolutely the most high school thing ever. It's It's so so good. Was that friend, was that friend who asked you if you were going to prom, was he trying to ask you to prom and you just crushed all of his dreams? No, he was, no, he was not. (laughs) I did end up going to prom, just with, like, a friend, but... Oh, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Have you ever been in love? Have you ever had your heart broken? (laughs) 
I'm now realizing that you're asking me this question that I have no idea how to answer the first part. It's weird because like you shouldn't be able to have a heartbreak without being in love, but I think you can. Well, you there's totally like little There's little heartbreaks throughout life. Emotions. <laughs> there's so many yeah. heartbreaks. Like you get your hopes you're up. You're so even right. It, like even if you, you get your hopes up, even if it's not love, you've been hoping for something. Yes. And when it doesn't happen, your heart breaks a little bit. Yes. Ex- well, that's exactly it. So I think that I've had more of those than I have of like thinking I'm in love with someone. I often will not realize the way that I feel about someone until it's far too late. And I'm like, wow, why was I so dramatic about them? Like not being like becoming distant. Oh, surprise. It's because I had a big crush on them and I didn't know how to address my own feelings. So dumb. <laughs> I'm trying to think about, I at one point thought that I had been in love, but I'm pretty sure I haven't been in love. I did break up with the boy I dated in high school in the hallway at the end of the school day. You had a heartbreaker. You didn't get your heart broken. It was so bad. And Kelly, yeah, at my locker, because I'm such, oh, I had talked to a friend about talked to a friend about feeling like I should break up with him because he, he and I acted like we were just friends. And I was like, if we're going to act like friends, we're just, let's just be friends. Let's just do that instead because we were good buddies. And what I failed to realize was that I think I, oh, I totally talked about it like in class with this friend. So anyone could have heard it. But anyhow, he essentially heard through the grapevine that I was like thinking about breaking up with him. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. That is so horrible. I was a freshman. I was like 14. I was a baby baby in high school. Okay. Um, a freshman in high school, that's understandable. Thank you. I, yeah, it's not like I was 20 years old and being like, so anyhow, Kelly, I think I should break up with him. And <laughs> and he like had to get, I had to get on the bus. I think that he was like driving home with his sibling and I was like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad, Kelly. And I sometimes will think about like, I should just text him and apologize. Because, like, we became friends about a year later, and everything was okay, like, a year later. And I think it was okay before then, too, but we, like, sort of solidified the okayness a year after. And sometimes I think, like, man, I should just text him and say, I was a jerk, and I'm so sorry. I'm sure you don't even think about this anymore, but, like, I do because I was the jerk in this situation. (laughs) And you deserve so much better because he was so nice to me, Kelly. He was so nice to me. And if I had just said, if I had just spoken up and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, he could have been part of that decision, but I had already talked myself into it. So, anyhow. That is also the most high school thing ever. I can vividly picture a crowded hallway. It's the end of the school day. Everybody's super excited to be done with classes for the day. And you're just standing by your locker with this kid. Yeah, so I just, I don't think it's going to work. You slam your locker shut. I have to go catch my bus. Bye. And it he's was worse just standing than there crying. <laughs> Kelly, it was worse than that because he had to bring it up to me. Because <laughs> he was like, "Hey, hey are, are we okay?" Yeah. <laughs> I can laugh about it now because it was literally over ten years ago. But like, he literally came up to me and he goes, "Are we okay?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, everything's fine." Why are you asking me that question? And he was like, "Well, so and so said something to me that you said something to so and so." And I just was wondering what that was about. And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about breaking up with you for a while. <laughs> and he was like, oh, <laughs> if if that's what you want. And I was like, we just, we act like friends. And I, I think we should just be friends. And he was like, 
if that's what you want, then I respect you and I we can do what you want. And I was like, okay, bye, sorry. And like walked away so bad. You were on our ghosted show. That was the ghosted show. <laughs> right there. I didn't ghost. I didn't ghost. Well, I said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but he had to ask if you were breaking up with him. That's like the same thing as ghosting. He really, that poor, oh my gosh, that poor guy. You know what? He's on the podcast right now sharing his first heartbreak and it's all about you. I would genuinely be surprised if his actual first heartbreak was about, I think that he would probably be like, it was a puppy love thing. And like I said, we were better friends than anything else. So anyhow. Better to discover that when you're 14 than when you're 18. You know, well, exactly, exactly. You know what? You're you're so right. But yeah, since then you've been Kelly. You've really been with me through the ups and downs of the the emotional roller coasters of my feelings about the men in my life. (laughs) I've been there for mine too. So because (laughs) that's true. My first heartbreak happened when I was like 16, almost 17, and then Mm -hmm. we met like a year later. So (laughs) yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So anyhow, I'm just waiting around to fall in love now. I've had I've had heartbreak. <laughs> just waiting around to fall in love. If anybody knows somebody, <laughs> just kidding. We Don't. still we need. <laughs> All right, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> send in the contact info for your cute single friends. As long as they're over the age of 26, please. Only requirement though. <laughs> no, I. Oh. <laughs> I, Kelly, so I recently deleted Bumble again, but I have decided that I'm, like, not wasting my time with it again anytime soon, which I'm sure is what everyone says when they delete Bumble. I I think you told me that the last time you deleted Bumble, like, a month ago. Okay, it was more than a month ago. The last time I deleted Bumble was in October, and then I didn't have it again until the end of January, and then I realized that it was same problem, different day, and I said, this is stupid. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's the long and the short of it. So there have been times where I have set, like, my settings have been so precise to what I'm looking for that I run out of men after, like, five (laughs) I'm not actually that picky, but I am. I've got high standards. You know, it's it's not bad to have standards. You know what you want. Sort of, or something. I don't know. <laughs> honestly, do I know what you're doing? What I want? <laughs> honestly, I I, you know how it's so cliche. It's so cliche to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I know less and less the more time that I spend being alive. <laughs> like, I'm just so much more aware of how much how many things there are to know and be certain of oh absolutely (laughs) like 18 you think you know everything about the world and then you hit like i'm gonna say 22 is when i really started to realize that i didn't know anything did you know that you just quoted taylor swift No. (laughs) how can someone know everything at 18 but nothing at 22 is a line that i have quoted this is my third time quoting it in the past, I think, 30 days. So about every 10 days. <laughs> when you said 22, yeah. I internally went, ah! <laughs> I, that was unintentional. Legitimately, my own personal history. It probably wasn't until 22 when I realized that I didn't know everything about the world. And I actually yes. knew nothing. So. Yes, same. Relatable content. Retweet. 
I'm Kelly. And I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction. A podcast about everything. bared our souls to y'all and uh shared with you our first heartbreak slash whether we were on the receiving end or the giving end (laughs) i feel like i shared too much (laughs) i really hope that he doesn't ever listen to this podcast because i he that poor man anyhow he seems happy now from what i see on his social media he seems happy okay i didn't ruin his life (laughs) well that's all we ask i hope you didn't ruin his life (laughs) Wouldn't that be embarrassing, though? (laughs) For you or for him? I don't know. I don't know. It would be shocking if I had the power to ruin someone's life with that, though. Anyhow, we need to move on. We're beating a dead horse at this point, and it's my fault. I'm sorry. It's because I'm allergic to horses. So we are doing the thing. We talked about doing Mm -hmm. a rom-com series, and uh, this is it. You're, Here this we is are. the rom-com series. We made it. <laughs> hey, mom, look, no hands. We made it. We made it. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Um, I so am this too. is our first, we have a whole list of these guys. This is our first episode. We both watched a rom-com prior to recording. The same we one. Did. We did watch the same one, not a random one. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. And share about it. <laughs> just so. imagining what would have happened if we had watched different rom-coms. We just like weren't and we're talking on the same about page. them. Yeah. We show up. And we're like, so what do you think of your rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would go, oh, I thought it was yours, mine, and ours. I thought that's what we were watching. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be that actually would be kind of interesting. I wonder how long it would take because really all rom-coms are the same. So <laughs> that's a you're right. You're right. That's a good, except for La La Land. That one stands out in my mind. I've never seen La La Land. <gasps> okay, great. We're putting it on the list. It's one of my no, favorite movies. I literally just watched a clip of it the other day, and I turned it off after 10 seconds, and I was like, I hate musicals. <laughs> it's not even that mu- – well, okay, it's very musical, but it's not like I'm singing about my feelings now. It's It's like there are songs dropped in. I think that they sing about their feelings twice in the beginning. And then after yeah, that, it's sort of like are there. It's it's not that much. It's it's more jazz music than it is people like singing and dancing. Okay. There's one really trippy scene though, and I really love it. Okay, it's been I, on my genuinely list to one watch. of my favorite movies. I I know it's a great film. I'm I guess I'm not totally vetoing it from this series, but Good. I'm just letting you know that I hate, despise musicals. So, do you also hate Joy and Puppies? No, I love both Joy and Puppies. <laughs> Musicals don't bring either of those to me, though. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> I've always been super picky about media, though. So, you know. You are. There's that. I hated watching cartoons growing up. I, as a little kid, didn't really watch Disney movies because I just wanted to watch movies with real people in them. So, <laughs> I'm imagining seven-year-old Kelly being like, ugh, Beauty and the Beast again really i don't think i've ever seen beauty and the beast 
I've seen Cinderella and Snow White, and I've seen like most of the Disney Pixar movies. I like I'm okay with Disney Pixar, but I haven't seen a lot of the Disney Princess movies. I might be adding some of that. You know what though? Here's no, the thing. Those are not rom coms. Those aren't rom coms. You're not adding those to the list. They're not rom coms. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess you're right. Um, no, but honestly, I don't often like the message that is sent in those original Disney Princess movies. You know? Because it's always like just all you need is to fall in love and then I'll sing la 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 and then and then True. they'll fall in love with me and kiss me and save me from all of the problems and it's like that set us up for a lot of failure okay Good. see I was a much bigger fan of the Mary Kate and Ashley movies I was always <gasps> watching those because they were just out living their lives doing adventures I could uh-huh. not wait until I was 16 because they were like 16 in all of those you know like it was always I yes. swear to god it was always their sweet 16th birthday I think you might be right. Did you ever see the one where they were on a cruise ship? Yeah, probably. Well, I got that one for my birthday when I was probably in late elementary school. It was definitely a go-to. There, I'm pretty sure there was a dolphin. I'm also pretty sure that they snuck onto the cruise ship. Sounds like a Mary Kate Nashley. It is. It I is a classic. That. Maybe we should we should pick out a Mary Kate Nashley movie to watch too. I think that that is now a requirement. Can we do the Bahamas one? That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one, so yes. Okay. I love the Bahamas. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. We're getting so out of ourselves, y'all. We haven't even gotten to starting talking. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We haven't even started talking about our first rom-com, uh, which is, I'm realizing, we are about 20 minutes into this podcast and have not told oh. you what we watched yet. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So, we watched Your Place or Mine. This was kind of the birth of it. If you are a regular listener, you probably remember hearing us talk about in February, Your Place or Mine. I had mentioned that this was a new one on Netflix because we were talking about how rom-coms these days are not the same. Like there has not been really a good rom-com. Like all the good rom-coms are in the 90s and the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And since then, there either haven't been rom-coms coming out or they've been trash. It's true. There's been a handful of them that have come out that have been like, that was good. It doesn't give me the same feeling as a late 90s, early 2000s rom-com, but nothing can. Nothing can win the golden era or beat the golden era. So Your Place or Mine was written by, now I did not confirm this. I know for a fact Devil Wears Prada was one of the movies that was advertised because Devil Wears Prada is one of my favorite rom-coms. So I was like Mm -hmm. immediately interested. And then there was another one that was another like early 2000s that like, I don't know if it's the same writers or same directors, but somehow like connected and it was on netflix and so we decided to kick off the series with the new one to see how it holds up to all of the other ones that we're going to start watching after this it yes and kelly and i have both been as neutral as possible because we both had to be like yeah i finished watching it last night or whatever and i have no idea how kelly feels about it kelly do you have any idea about how i feel about it i have no idea how you feel about it i know that you think we have different opinions on it but I uh, I don't know if we do. I don't know. I have, should, I have no idea we give how it a, feel about it. Should we give it a start? Where do you want to start? Do you want? Is there a description? Well, do you have a description up? Yeah, I have like a short two sentence one on Google that I'll read to y'all. So Debbie and Peter are best friends and total opposites. She craves routine with her son in L.A., but he thrives on change in New York. When they swap houses and lives for a week, they discover what they think they want might not be what they really need. To add a little bit more context to that, Debbie and Peter have been friend for, friends for 20 years. 
And their friendship started when they hooked up one night after a gambling night at Debbie's house. Yeah. And then they just became friends after that. They never like had a relationship. They just became friends. Debbie is played by Reese Witherspoon and Peter is played by Ashton Kutcher. So we've got some great classic rom-com faces here. Yes. I have something to say about Reese Witherspoon when we get to it. Because we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about the moment I'm thinking about. Who's going first? What do, do we want to start with you. what we liked? Do we want to start with what we didn't like? Okay, I took notes while I was watching this. So I, <laughs> I just didn't. want to read. I want to read to you the very first thing that I wrote down. And I'm just going to preface this by saying this is not truly how I ended up feeling about the film. But this is how I felt in the first like mm-hmm. five minutes. I okay. said, quote, so far, the start feels like the Gilmore Girls reboot. Like they forgot how to act and it's stiff and they're trying to pay... <laughs> Homage to great rom-coms, but it is not a great rom-com itself. Unquote. (laughs) You know what is interesting about that, though? The first moments of the film are set in the era of the great rom-coms. And they're pointing out all the weird, like, she's wearing literally four layers because that's what was in style. And he Mm -hmm. is wearing a chain that's connecting to his wallet and has an ear piercing and whatever. And it's like all very much late 90s, early 2000s vibes. So I can see why you had that feeling. Yeah. Okay. And then I will continue. My second comment, I said, okay, I realize why it feels weird. There's not enough background noise. And I realized that's why the Gilmore Girls reboot feels weird too, because sound has gotten better since the early 2000s. And I don't think it's a good change. There's like no background noise. (laughs) There was a scene where uh, Ashton Kutcher... Peter was in New York City and like you can't hear any aspect of the city. You hear him and his like girlfriend and she's breaking up with him on the sidewalk and there's like bikers going by. You can't hear them. There's like cars going by. You can't hear them. Like it just feels unnatural. Like it's like you're in a closed box and I think the background noise adds a lot and it makes me feel weird when I can't hear it. I am so glad I didn't notice that because that would have like really messed with my experience of watching the movie. I got over it after that. Once I figured out what it was that felt weird, I think I was able to get past Mm -hmm. it. But I was like, something feels weird about this. And I think that's why the Gilmore Girls reboot feels different for me from regular Gilmore Girls as well. Because there's Mm. like the sound is different. Maybe I'm I'm crazy and that's not actually true, (laughs) but that's what I think it is. I'm going to go back and rewatch it now and figure out if I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go back and rewatch both things because I, you know, can. Yeah. But that's wild. I did not notice that. I was also with a friend and we did end up chit-chatting a little bit throughout the movie. So that might have been a piece of it too. Okay. So that was my first impression. And I will say my overall opinion does not match with my first impression. It did change. Mm -hmm. But what was your first impression? I think just generally speaking, I was excited to see where the storyline was going. I don't usually like the friends to lovers genre. It's not my vibe. I don't know. So when it when it started, I, yeah, I think I just was excited to be watching a rom-com. And I know that we just said that like there haven't been that many good rom-coms lately, but I have enjoyed Netflix, the, some of the rom-coms that Netflix has put out. They're not like the golden era, but they're still lighthearted and easy to have on in the background kind of movies. So I think I was excited for that mostly. And I was waiting for pizza to come and I was drinking wine. So overall, 
it was all good feelings, but that was mostly due to my circumstances. I still can't gauge from that how you feel about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I did that on purpose. I'm trying to be mysterious. I'm not good at being... My circumstances were great. (laughs) And the movie was on. (laughs) What? Kelly, I'm not very good at... You and I both know that I'm not good at being mysterious. And if you've been listening to this podcast long enough... We're talking about it now. Why are you being mysterious? (laughs) Because it's the first time in a long time that I've been like, oh, look, I'm keeping a secret so well. A secret about how I feel about about something. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Fine. Let me tell you. I loved the moment where... That, so that first moment that you see them in like quote unquote present time and they're talking on the phone and they're both laying in bed and she's like saying happy birthday to him and they're having this really great banter. And then you realize that they're not in the same bed. They're like in separate cities altogether because you hear his girlfriend say like, do you want coffee? <laughs> and I just oh, thought yes. that was so good. I was so confused for a second there because when it slowly started to like pan out, Mm-hmm. And the girlfriend was there asking if he wanted a coffee. I was like, are they like in a hotel? Like what is happening yeah. right now? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very so entertaining. Funny. I also thought that it was really clever. And it was one of those things where it was like, the way that they're set up is kind of awkward. Like they're a little bit too far apart for them to be in the same bed. But also they're just close enough that I could be tricked. I just thought it was so fun. They talked the entire time on like the morning of his birthday and it was like hours probably just like yeah. the morning of his birthday um I also I just have to say I think it's so funny when like films use like airpods and stuff it's like they're trying yeah. to be trendy like we're with the times <laughs> look airpods and someday someday we are gonna watch this movie and be like wow old tech yeah weird yep. remember when we had to have headphones to listen to music <laughs> boring <laughs> crazy and it was just in my head <laughs> no, it's, it's in just... my head anyways but <laughs> and right now i don't have to pay for it so it's kind of nice <laughs> that is kind of nice and i don't have to get like, surgery or like an implant or something exactly <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh. yeah okay so i think the opening of the film felt maybe a little bit like stiff i guess But overall, I was intrigued by it, and it felt Uh the most similar. Like, I think I know what you mean. Like, with a lot of the Netflix rom-coms, Set It Up is the one that's coming to mind. I enjoyed it. I have not seen that one. Okay. What other ones have you seen? All of the To All the Boys I've Loved Before, and then the Sarah Dessen one, and the Kissing Booth movies. Okay, I've seen all the to tell all the boys I've ever loved. I love those. Those are pretty good. And yeah. the Kissing Booth movies are hilarious. I cannot they, watch them. Except um, the last one is so problematic. I watched that whole thing and it's a miscommunication trope. And that's why I didn't like it. Because the whole time I was like, if you would just say something. I think this one was a lot more high quality than all of the other mm-hmm. Netflix rom-coms. And I, like, yeah. from the start, it felt a little bit stiff. But overall, I like could tell from the beginning that this was going to be... A pretty good one. Yeah. So. The thing that I keep thinking about is like, this had the vibes of a late 90s, early 2000s rom-com, but it was just set in the 2020s. And I thought that that was done well. I was, I, that's like the thesis statement of everything else that I'm going to say is that it felt like it had the vibes of a 90s, early 2000s rom-com, but set now. 
Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I I love this movie. Same. Truly. <laughs> Truly, I did. Oh, my gosh. It took us 35 minutes to get here. I was, I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good oh it was honestly i think one of the best rom-coms that i have seen in a long time same here like i would watch this is one that i would rewatch. same i would even rewatch it this week me too maybe i love reese witherspoon yeah who doesn't fantastic i also love ashton kutcher once again who doesn't fantastic and it was really fun i thought they played their characters really well and i thought Mm -hmm. they did have like a good chemistry i also really liked that their relationship wasn't like over the top it wasn't like an over the top in love thing it was Mm -hmm. i don't know they're just like good buddies and it just like felt totally natural yes i really something that i really liked about it too was that they really didn't realize that they were in love with each other i think that the whole movie, I was like, he is in love with her, and I think he's realizing it. I liked that he sort of figured it out before she did. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. That, well, I mean, oh, he'd really known heart. for a really long time, but didn't yeah. want to admit it. Oh. Because he saw her on a date with who became her now ex-husband. But he knew then, but he didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to mess up her life. Which is very sweet and also... That's very sweet. And it's also heartbreaking. Like, that's why he had to move to New York City. He did live in California. And then he moved to New York City because it was too heartbreaking to be around her while she had, like, a kid with her husband and, like, had a family. Can you imagine having that kind of power and not realizing it? Like, someone had to leave, literally move across the whole country because you were, they didn't want to get in the way of your life. And you just have no idea that you have that kind of power in their life? Wild. So wild. Mind-blowing. I mean, she should have known. You know, she should have. Coming from it at the angle of, I recently was told that someone who I knew might have had a crush on me and I had less than no idea, was boggled by this idea. But they've been friends for 20 years and they talk every day. And he's never been able to hold a girlfriend down. Yeah, Kelly, I am going to break some news to you. I think that that would be me someday. If that if that was, I wouldn't, please don't ever be surprised if someday I become friends with a man and then 20 years later, 20 years from tomorrow when I meet him, uh, we both profess our love for each other. I don't want you to have that type of rom-com experience. I mean, me neither. Me neither. And the good news is that I'm not in that situation right now. So maybe I can avoid it now that I know it's an option. <laughs> I do maybe have some hot takes on the relationship aspects that I took some notes on. I will. I don't know if it's time to share them. One thing I wanted to bring up was how they incorporated Reese's love of reading into the film. Loved it. This was absolutely a rom-com for book lovers. Yeah. Yes, it really was. I, so near the end of the film, she is leaving Peter's apartment because they swapped lives essentially for a week and she's like making it more homey because he hasn't like she when she gets there the silverware is still on the packaging and every single glass still has a price tag on it and so she's like making it homey and she brings in plants and throw pillows and throw blankets and like all this stuff and so at the beginning of the film when she had walked into his apartment she was like what kind of person arranges their books by color that's ridiculous I I wrote that down (laughs) <laughs> she organized hers by color, though. 
No, no, I don't think so. I think she organizes by genre, maybe. Anyhow, what I what I thought was going to happen was that she was going to reorganize by a way that made more sense to her. <laughs> and I'm glad that she didn't because like rearranging someone's books, I think is so disrespectful. I would be so mad if someone came into my apartment and they were like, this is a hodgepodge and didn't let me explain the organization because there is a method to the madness. Everybody knows their own method to the madness. Um, exactly. I will say though, I was really grateful. I think that was... Something society needed to hear in this movie because... Was not to arrange your books by color. That is the dumbest way to organize your books. Unless you're a teacher. Unless you're a teacher of middle schoolers. Sorry, let me clarify. If you're teaching middle school or elementary school, because high schoolers should be able to put a book away based on the last name or the title, whatever, whichever way you decide to organize your classroom. However, middle schoolers don't realize that they have to care about where things go unless it's very like you say to them, this is the thing and look at how easy it is. So I organize my books outside of like, I think I had the longer series on a different shelf because organizing the Harry Potter books into the color didn't make sense. But otherwise all of my books were organized by color of their spine. And I said, put them away where the color goes. And it was really helpful because then I would have students reorganize my books or put away books that student other students had borrowed and they knew exactly where everything went it was fantastic and see i would say it needs to be alphabetical order or in genre by alphabetical order so people can Mm. find what they want to read middle schoolers you know the alphabet you can put a book back in its place all i'm okay so i worked at a library in high school did you know this about me i worked in a library in high school yeah i think i did I think you knew that too. I wouldn't be surprised if our listeners knew that as well. But I think even up until the last day that I worked there, I would still have to do parts of the alphabet in my head to get books organized. So Well, yeah, sometimes you have to go through them, but they the 12-year-olds are capable of saying the alphabet in their head. Their perspective on t- I maybe I'm maybe I'm too soft. Maybe that's why teaching didn't work out for me because I just was too soft for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweetie, it's okay. If it's sort of yellow, put it in the yellow section. No one is going to (laughs) notice. I would have been like, this is a G. What is a G doing in the M section? (laughs) Who put this here? (laughs) Having a party with its friends that you're keeping it from. If you can't take care of things, well, we're not going to have things then. (laughs) No things. (laughs) By the end of the school year, Kelly's classroom was void of all things except for her desk. Uh, okay so they're like major leaders in this book they are in this movie and and we find out that there might be some writing happening as well (laughs) there is turns out lots of it turns out lots novel length (laughs) and supposedly a really good novel yeah which okay actually that brings me to uh, i really loved the theme of this movie what was the theme of this movie Well, I mean, there's many themes, but one theme that I really loved was more so than the love story was Mm -hmm. the idea that just because you don't achieve your dream in your mid-20s doesn't mean you can't Mm. ever achieve that. Yes. Yeah. Because they're both in their late 40s, early 50s, and they realize then in the film that those things can still happen and they end up publishing a book and becoming an editor and granted like 
it's like the movie version where it's like, yeah, that doesn't happen for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. you're not just going to land an editing job when you <laughs> don't have any editing experience in 50 years. Because you um, fell in love with an editor. Yeah. Or that one fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah. A very attractive editor. So beautiful. <laughs> Granted, it was definitely like the Disney movie version of that. But I love but. that idea that you can still achieve things mm-hmm. when you're not in your 20s anymore. Like Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that that idea and also they like sort of dropped little bits. You know me and my love of my love of grief, but my love of grief. And I liked too that they dropped in like little bits of grief, but it wasn't like it wasn't an actual theme. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? It was sort of an undertone. And I thought that that was done really well because that is how real life works. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. Overall, I just really loved how they approached everything. Yeah. Uh, wait, I have one thing that I didn't love how they approached. Are you ready? I'm ready. Reese's costumes were horrible, generally speaking. There was one outfit that I liked. That's really funny because I have a note in here about how no. at least about one of her outfits that I was like, just stop right now. This is like the cutest outfit. Was it the blue jeans and the blazer? It was the blue jeans and like uh-huh. the pink top. Yep. The pink with the blouse. cute, with the brown shoes. I don't know, but she wore it out of her house heading to the airport. That is, that was the first time in the movie that I liked what she was wearing. And then after that, there was one other time that I was like, this makes sense. And you know what she was wearing? Jeans. She was wearing jeans and Burks. <laughs> and I was like, this, this is the outfit. And I liked the dress she wore on the date, but like, those were the only outfits. Other than that, I was like, this is not reasonable. I don't think I've ever seen someone put these pieces of clothing together. It's like a, a royal blue blazer and a super patterned skirt and a shirt that didn't match either of those things or even like balance them out. Nothing about that outfit made sense. It was painful to look at. And I just was like, if you had just put her in blue jeans instead. This would have been a great outfit. Everything would have been solved. (laughs) I didn't notice that. I thought overall her outfits were pretty cute. They felt very like California girl in New York City who like doesn't really know how to dress for the city or something like that. But one thing that I did not appreciate in terms of outfits, I will say the thought did run through my head a couple of times. I was like... Does she have to have denim on in every single outfit? Like, she either has a jean jacket on or a jean skirt. And at one point, like, she's at, like, the Brownstone Club, which is, like, you have to know someone or be someone yeah. to get in. And it's a super And luckily, place. Minka was both. Yeah. And so, which Minka's awesome. Um, I love her. The first time she goes there, she has a denim skirt on and someone calls her out for it. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But, like, you know, she didn't know she was going there. She came from a college class. Like, did you only pack denim? Like, she's been, she went back to the Brownstone Club, like, five different times. And those five other times, she still was wearing, like, a denim jacket or a denim skirt. I was like, this is not the place where you wear a denim jacket. <laughs> that was all she, she, you know what? She brought with her her comfort clothes because she was going to be in a new environment and she needed something comforting to wear. And she chose denim in an awful skirt that was far too patterned with too few colors that didn't match anything. Okay, but what girl does not overpack? I pack for every single situation that most times don't ever happen. I think that the character that she played was written to be so detail-oriented that she would never overpack. 
Like she would pack for only the things that she was going to do because she would never veer from her schedule. But detail oriented people would also think of like, what if this situation happens? I don't think that she would have let herself think. I think she really, I, I genuinely believe, I don't think that I know anyone like this, but I think that her character was written to be like, no, nothing outside of my control will happen because I'm not going to let it happen because I'm going to New York for a class and things are crazy enough as it is. My best friend is coming to stay with my son. And this is, I am going, this is only the things that are going to happen. I'm going to go okay. to class. I'm going to come home. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to eat the end. If there are any listeners out there who don't overpack one, please tell me your secret. I'm probably not going to listen to it. Me. I did that this weekend. I'm proud of you. <laughs> no, you're not. You're mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I just am the type of person that I would think if I was packing for New York City, I would think to myself, what happens if I get invited to the Brownstone Club? I should pack an outfit for that just in case. <laughs> is there is the Brownstone Club a real thing that I didn't know about? No, I don't think it exists. But like, you know, in theory, like what yeah. if I get invited to like a club? Like a fancy like club in New York City. Oh, see, and I mm, I don't I don't do that. I used to be like, oh, it used to be so bad, Kelly, because I was driving back and forth between my hometown and the town I went to college in like every weekend for a while there because I had to be. And I would just throw things into my bag and hope that I had clothes to wear to things. Like I just would be like, there we go. Let's see what happens. And now I pick out the outfit that I want to wear because I know what I'm going to be comfortable in based on the the thing that I'm doing. And I only pack those outfits and maybe one extra outfit just in case I actually end up hating my comfort clothes. That's incredible. It's really freeing. It's really freeing. It also makes sense because you think that you would also be friends with a person for 20 years <laughs> before we... <laughs> I Kelly, I really like this is making genuinely sense. it's making yeah. sense. <laughs> I you and I both know that I am not good at picking up on a lot of hints. I like I I take things at face value far too often because I give you who I am. Like I think that I give myself at face value most of the time, right? And so I just assume that other people do that too. And then when they don't, I'm like, oh, you tricked me. <laughs> I've been deceived. I don't know if it's that people aren't giving themselves at face value i think it's that <laughs> people aren't they're being who they are people just aren't always open books well th- yeah no that's sorry i'm sorry that's what i mean i'm not trying to say that people are like hiding themselves i'm really <laughs> I'm the trying only to say one in the world who's ever 100 <laughs> percent myself <laughs> no that's not i'm so sorry if it came across that way what i what i mean is like if I say, no, I, I don't want to do that, it's because I don't want to do that. Or if I say yes to something, it's pro- like most of the time it's because I actually want to do that thing. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. But I have found that other people are tricky, tricky tricksters and don't actually tell me how they're feeling about things. They say what, whatever. They may not know how they're feeling about things. That's a really nice way of looking at the world. I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> okay, you know what? Apparently, I found out in the past week that I am naive. I'm just like the most naive person in the world. You are the fifth person this week who's told me something like, oh, that's a good way to look at the world. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe the rest of us are just too callous. No, which that's ridiculous because I am arguably more of a callous person than you are. Uh, yeah, honestly, that is that would be the description that people would give. Like, you are salty and I am lighty, and that's how the world works. I'm definitely way more of a pessimist than you are, but there have been so many things this week, at least five times this week, people have told me like, oh, yeah, that's not how the world works. Like, that's 
that's nice. That's not how it happened though. Like basically just like people suck. People don't actually do that. <laughs> okay, I never would have guessed that that was the world that that, that you've been experiencing this week. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I genuinely don't think that you're naive. Apparently I people don't. are a lot crueler than I think they are. <laughs> I also think it's much easier to recognize cruelty outside of your own sphere of influence. Like, sometimes I don't realize that people are treating me poorly until someone who's outside of the situation says, it's really nice that you're being so generous with them about how they're treating you. And I'm like, am I though? And they're like, yeah, you are. (laughs) I wonder if that's what it is. Apparently I have a a lot more faith in humanity than I should. (laughs) No, I think you have a good amount of faith in humanity. I'm sorry if I made you feel naive. Thank you. It's okay. I know. Will you ever forgive me? But like, will you forgive me though? Publicly on the podcast? Uh, we'll see. I don't know if we're at that point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I forgive you. Listeners, one and all, hear it. I forgive Mariah publicly on the podcast. (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Wow, wow. We have have diverged so far from the topic at hand. And it's not like super serious. I apologize. This was meant to be like a fun (laughs) series. I don't know. I think we both had kind of off days at work today. We had, yeah, so, it's true. Uh, let this not be a reflection on the rom-com series. <laughs> this is more so a reflection on our work days today. Yeah, so, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we should maybe have prefaced that episode with it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we do a little Maybe do a little recording later that we put at the beginning that just says, hey guys, we both had rough days at work. We're sorry for how serious this episode is. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, do you want to hear my spicy take? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Okay, my spicy take. I said, okay, no hate. I want her to end up with a book editor. (laughs) That is a spicy take. I would have hated the ending. I don't know if I actually meant that. In my head, I was like, I mean, I know they're not, and I'm not necessarily like rooting for them, Mm -hmm. but I think this is the first rom-com I've ever watched where the other guy is not a douchebag. Yes, that was, yes. You know, because usually like- the girl is with the wrong guy, and mm-hmm. they're very clearly the wrong guy because they suck, and they're yes. horrible, and they're generally a douchebag. Yes. And so, like, obviously you're not rooting for them. And this book editor, first of all, it is Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy, folks, <laughs> and arguably one of the most attractive men. Honestly, I had never heard of him before, but when I saw him on screen, I was like, He's he is incredibly beautiful, and I could look at him for hours. I was and thinking I did. I got to. about that because I love Grey's Anatomy, so I've seen him in many episodes because mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy is Grey's Anatomy, and he is just a, a beautiful human being. And so part of that I think was just for the fact that I was like, I mean, he's gorgeous. You can't not end <laughs> up with him. Like he's so interested in you, and he's a book editor, and he like just genuinely really likes you. Yes. And I don't know. Yeah, that was the first time that the other guy has been someone that, like, has his life together, is genuinely interested, Mm -hmm. is not an asshole. And so I was like, I wouldn't be mad if she ended up with him. You know, I know that wasn't the path. (laughs) And even the breakout scene, like, he, like, the the breakup scene, uh, he reacted so well to that. Yes, very mature. I was, however, very worried that he was saying that he liked the book only because he liked her. Because he he obviously liked her immediately. And I was really worried that he was going to be like, this book is so great. And then when she broke up with him, he was going to be like, so anyhow, the book was actually bad. You only liked it because you love the person who wrote it. He didn't do that, though. Because he, didn't. he is 
unfortunately the side guy in this movie, but such a great guy. And unfortunately very decent. Yeah, which made the situation even harder. Because I was like, I don't want, I'm not encouraging you to break up with him. (laughs) I can't encourage this, Reese. I was. (laughs) Look at his eyes. I can't encourage this. (laughs) I'm not going to support this behavior. (laughs) I really liked that Peter, who Ashton Kutcher played, was like, not able to follow through with his plan to hook up with another girl because he like went and met another woman at a bar and then he just was like just kidding i can't even kiss you goodbye and then went home yes which this scene that prompted that i actually laughed out loud that is so funny she was like hooking up with book editor guy in peter's apartment and it was super high tech and uh, it's like a smart apartment and she hit the the, like home camera button And so, so and so Peter's like watching her hook up with book editor guy, and then he like throws his phone, breaks the vase. It was incredible. Um, something but- that I did. A- oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that something that I really appreciated about this movie was that it was closed door for how much hooking up we're talking about. Like it was, it was, it was there was very little like. I had to avert my eyes because it was shocking. I mean, you know, I still I averted my eyes a little bit, but it wasn't. I, I think that's also pretty true to 90s and early 2000s rom-coms. Like, yes. they're pretty closed door. Like, they're suggestive, obviously, and, like, there's tons of hooking up, but they don't really show anything, so. Which is great. It's, yeah. It is a joy for those of us who just can't can't handle it. It was so good, though. My question about that, though, I was like, dude, mm-hmm. why do you have a camera in your apartment? you know what i know people who have cameras in their apartments for like when they are out of town and they turn on when there's movement so like if someone broke into their house like i we have cameras but they're faced outward so they sense Mm. movement but they would sense someone coming into the house oh yeah no the people i know have them like in their house that makes me uncomfortable Hmm. it makes them happy well i don't i won't go to their apartment then deal um (laughs) I'll warn you if you decide to, I'll say, hey, actually, don't go to their house. You don't okay. want to. Maybe that's a common thing, I guess. Okay. I get it. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's not. I only, it's, it's really only one well, person. I guess maybe in an apartment building, you probably can't mm. have a camera facing outside. So you, if you want to have a camera for security, it probably has to be inside the apartment. That's true. Thinking, using the noggin, because I'm a smart girl. <laughs> you are. Oh, You are a smart girl. It's okay. true. Um, did you also call the airport scene at the beginning of the movie when she was in the airport? No. Because I, I literally, I'm impressed by that. I did not even think about the fact that there was, that the airport was going to be a thing. But I should have known. However, the very last, so the last airport scene, when they finally kiss and he lifts her up. Did you notice that he held her in the air while they were kissing for that whole kiss? It made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> That he was holding her for that long? That he was holding her up in the air. Her feet were dangling. She's pretty short and he's pretty tall. I know, but I really just had a moment of like, there's no way that's comfortable for either of you. There's just, there's no way. But it's a rom-com. It's not supposed to be comfortable. (laughs) Her feet were dangling. literally a sweep you off your feet moment. If he had held her in the air for like a second... That would have been a completely different story. I would have been like, yes, go Ashton Kutcher, sweep her off her feet, kiss her, we love this. But the camera zoomed out and you could still see her feet dangling. Is she kicking him too? 
she should have been. Honestly, I was like, this is too much. That's, that's too much. Also, he is strong because to hold another person in the air for that long, no matter how much or little they weigh, like, that's impressive. <laughs> Good job, Ashton Kutcher. We know that you've been working out, getting those gains. Way to go, Ashton. Yeah, I was glad that the airport scene happened. It just, it felt needed. Yeah. And I predicted it. I said at the very beginning, are they going to have a meet at the airport scene? They better have a meet at the airport scene. <laughs> and then they did. <laughs> and all of your dreams came true. All of my dreams came true. Okay, I also had another note. So there's, she has a, mm-hmm. like a gardener and his name's Zen and he is the weirdest character. Why, like, why was he in the movie? He played no he, part. That's not true. He played the role of making Peter realize how much he still loved Debbie. Because that scene oh, where Zen says, yeah, because they're just chatting. And Zen is like, well, I'm her part-time lover, which is clearly in his head. We all know that Debbie is not having a romantic relationship with Zen in any way. Um, she would maybe kiss him on the cheek on Valentine's Day to say, hope you find the one someday, bud. Um, but it makes him, it makes Peter so jealous. And so that is, but that's the only role he plays. That and so much comic relief. Like, think about how much less funny that movie would have been without <laughs> Zen. He's an interesting <laughs> dude. Um, I did write that. It took them way too long to give us context for who he was, though. Yes, agreed. Because I also wrote a note that said, they make it seem like she's struggling financially, but she has enough money for a gardener. Yes. And then literally... <laughs> Two seconds after that, they told us that he was is independently wealthy from a tech buyout. And so now he just gardens. Like, she doesn't pay him. He just gardens her yard because he doesn't have a job and doesn't have to work. And he pays a gardener at his house next door to take yeah. care of his garden. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So ridiculous. So funny. They said that. And I was like, you should have given us that context a lot earlier. Because, like, the whole first 15 minutes of the movie is them, like, talking about how poor she is. And also, everybody's always like trashing her house and her house is adorable it is when when someone said you could update your kitchen i was like yeah it's so cute though there's nothing to be updated it's an adorable cozy house and everybody's trashing it i'm like do you know how many people would be so grateful to afford (laughs) that house yeah for real for real though i kind of miss Zen. i might rewatch the movie tonight after we're done because i want to see him again just laugh at him well okay (sighs) There's a kid in this movie. I thought the kid, kid felt like not a big part. Like he was a big part, mm-hmm. but didn't totally feel like a big part. Yes. Can I tell you the greatest beef that I had with this movie? Yeah. So I've watched a lot of hockey in my lifetime, Kelly. Like one of my sisters played hockey while I was growing up. So can I just the number of hours that I spent in hockey, like at the rink watching games I also went to a school that has a very good hockey team, like has been the national champion multiple times recently. Anyhow, when I tell you that I watched the scene where he's trying out for the hockey team and he was tripped and fell and then became limp on the ice. Kelly, I have never once in my life seen that happen on ice. The number of times I have watched football players get taken off of the field or cowboys at rodeo be taken away from by the ambulance, like innumerable the number of times i have seen someone get so hurt at a hockey game that they literally can't even get up zero zero times in my life have i ever seen that happen i watched one of my classmates lose his front teeth to the ice once but we were not playing hockey we were skating without helmets on so when i watched the scene and he falls i thought oh maybe he sprained his ankle 
Maybe he sprained. That is the most that could have happened there because he was tripped. He didn't hit his head once. Did you notice that? He did not hit his head. And they, the doctor came out and was like, he may have a concussion or a hematoma. So we're keeping him overnight. And I was like, that is so unrealistic for so many reasons. I know so many people who have, who have had concussions who like never have been asked to spend the night at the hospital because of them. Do you know anyone? Did you have to spend the night from your concussion? No, they told me I had a concussion and sent me home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and told, you're just... they told me not to sleep for a couple of hours and then they sent me home. <laughs> yes, and they literally were like, we're going to have to keep him overnight. And I just, that made me, uh, sprain his ankle, like break his leg. That would have made sense. But to give him a concussion... The injury was a little far-fetched. I also thought it was far-fetched very. that this kid has never touched a hockey stick in his life. And then he, mm. he gets on the ice and hits, like, three goals, like, right away. <laughs> I was like, no yes. way. No, no way. This kid, like, they should have had him falling on the skates. No, instead they had him, he was, like, this prodigy skater <laughs> and was just shooting goals. His stick no. handling... Honestly, his stick handling was impressive. Whoever was playing him on the ice, whether it was him or someone else, for anyone that age, his stick handling was impressive. I have watched people who have skated longer than they've walked. What? Yeah. Sorry, you go. Oh, I've watched people who have skated and played hockey essentially longer than they've walked. And those people are that good at the age of 13. I have a lot of beef. Whoever (laughs) was the stunt double, awesome job. Just a little out of character for that kid, though. Ugh, I, Kelly, when I tell you, I, I was watching the movie with a friend and I looked at her and I was like, that would never, ever happen. He wasn't even checked. Like, if he, if someone had checked him, it would have been more believable. No, he tripped over his own dang feet. I was so mad. It's <laughs> like, none of this two and two are not making four today. Anyhow, make it, make it make sense. You know, if that's your biggest beef with the movie... <laughs> It's a pretty good movie. That is true. That is true. And the nice thing was that hockey was not the main point of the whole movie. There was a new movie on Hulu set in Duluth, Minnesota. It was a Christmas oh, movie. Oh, God. I watched the trailer for that and I could not watch so it. Bad. It was so bad. The many trailer people, was so bad. <laughs> yes. Many people loved it because it was like set in Duluth, which is for a lot of people very cozy, very nostalgic, whatever. But it was just so, I, the whole time I was watching, I was like, these are the 25 things that do not make any sense about this movie in the first, I don't know, half hour. I, I couldn't watch it just to enjoy it. I watched it and I was like, that doesn't even, mm, it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. So, and I don't watch, I don't watch hockey anymore very often unless like I have family members playing, but I guess I'm really picky about it. Taking rom-com <laughs> hockey. <laughs> it's rarely ever good. That's what I've come to. Now become a hockey commentary podcast. (laughs) We're actually only going to be watching hockey games and commenting on them. I've maybe one of the next Winter Olympics. Three hockey games in my life. So really, I enjoy hockey. I understand Mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I am just like not a huge sports person, and Jacob prefers to watch football and baseball. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a huge sports person. So I just watch football and baseball then. See, and so I don't like seek out hockey. Hockey has sought me out, Kelly. I just, I, I can't avoid it no matter how hard like, I try. Hockey just keeps keep, on coming back into my life. I keep trying to get away and it just keeps coming for me. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's my calling in life. Anyhow, no, I, can't, I keep ending up in places where it's like, and now we watch hockey and now we play hockey, blah, 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 which I don't mind because I also enjoy hockey, but I enjoy it because it's so fast paced. Like 
the next time the Winter Olympics happen, I don't know when that is, watch the men's team, Russia versus the U.S. It's incredible. Just mind-blowing. Interesting. I think that's Mm -hmm. why I like basketball, too, because basketball is super fast-paced. I should try watching basketball. And I can follow what's happening really easily. Yeah, yes. Go sports. We really <laughs> Yeah, I like sports and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I got that line from our dearly beloved Kelly Marie Mash. I just shouted that at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I wasn't at the Super Bowl. That sentence was maybe confusing. I did not go to the Super Bowl. I had the Super Bowl on in the background and mm-hmm. I said that while it was on in the background. Hmm. Did you watch the halftime show? I did. What did you think? I thought it was very great. Good. I didn't see it because I didn't watch the game. So I was just curious about what she thought. She played some jams. She was pregnant, which was incredible (gasps) that she did a halftime show pregnant. Okay, the dancers, though, I don't know what was going on with the choreography. (laughs) It has led to some very funny TikToks that I've seen, though. So I have only seen the funny TikTok versions of whatever happened. And uh, honestly, I think they're pretty close to what actually happened. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, this is super interesting. <laughs> well, now like, I have to go watch dancers, it. But I was like, "What are they like? Why are you doing that with your arms?" And like, I don't know. <laughs> you look like a chicken. What? Whatever yeah. you just did. And their hoodies is that what were they all like zipped up to the top, but then like oh. open on the bottom, and they'd like use no. the hoodies and they'd like flap them around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like being a middle school ridiculous. teacher, but like imagine. 200 men in white hoodies just flapping them around like that <laughs> in unison. That, feel, that feels too much like being a middle school teacher. Well, now I have to see if I can find a recording of it somewhere. Can't wait. Can't wait to be in on this one. Do it. Do it up. Everyone was disappointed because a lot of people were like, Rihanna's going to go on tour. <laughs> and she was pregnant. So like, She's like, no, I won't be. <laughs> Not for like another, I don't know, nine plus months. <laughs> Something like that. Something. Uh, wow. Is it time for Stars Hall Gazette? I, th- I think it might be. Do we need to do something different for the rom-coms? Mm, what's your stars out of five stars? What's your rating? Uh, I am going to say four and a half out of five. I'm in the exact same place because I was like four is too few, five is too many. 4.5. Yeah, four and a half out of five. And yeah, just super enjoyable. Would watch again. And I'm glad that we watched a new one to kick it off. Yes, same. I'm also looking forward to talking about the ones I've already seen a hundred times. Oh, same. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And next time we're going to watch them and then we're going to record on a day that we both have had good days. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. If we're both having like eh days, we're just not going to record. We're going to wait until we both yeah. have better days. <laughs> Exactly. Because while I think this was entertaining, <laughs> this isn't the vibe. This isn't the vibe we were going for. It did get a little serious there. I apologize. Yeah, we're sorry. We Thanks. hope that you all can publicly forgive us. Thanks for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe someone will enjoy this the more serious side of us. <laughs> that's sad if that's the serious side of us because we didn't actually get that serious. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about, Kelly? Whatever I said tonight was the most depth that I have. We're apologizing for being serious. All of our listeners are like, that's serious? Like, what are they they talking about? (laughs) Man, they must be. Just one big joke? (laughs) 
<laughs> Honestly, most of the time, yes, it feels Pretty like much, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like happy all the time. Yes, always. Is your life not always a joke? Are you not always laughing? I don't get it. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me I'm naive, okay? <laughs> I know that's how majority of people live their life. <laughs> don't try to trick me. I can't be tricked. Mariah's tricked all the time because none Damn. of us are ever ourselves. <laughs> that's not what I was trying to say. That is not. Uh, I hope I end up editing the podcast because I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to cut out everything that I said that was mis- misleading. If you cut all of that out, I'm going to take over our social media <laughs> and call out fake news, okay? <sighs> if you do that, you're not really being 100% yourself all the time like you claim You're- to be. <laughs> Let me make a clarifying statement, Kelly. What I was trying to say is that I work hard to make my yes mean yes and my no mean no. And I have found that other people will tell me things and they'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, all of this was great. It's fine. I'm totally handling that. And then a week later, they're like crying and I didn't notice that they weren't okay because they didn't say it with their words. So what I was really trying to say was I miss all of the flags. Mariah, Red, green, yellow. depression. Okay. <laughs> Wait, me or them? Them. Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't. I don't think I have. Saying I have anxiety. Yes. Saying you're fine and not telling anyone that you're not fine, and then crying about it and hoping people will pick up on the flags that you're maybe not giving. That's called depression. Oh no. I mean, maybe not. I don't think that's the clinical definition. So. <laughs> uh, but that is typically imagine- how depressed people act. Can you imagine if that's what was in the DM5? <laughs> DSM5? Whatever it's called. Can you imagine if that's... We are going to rewrite the DSM5. Um, and to We're super qualified. Slightly more readable definitions. <laughs> and for depression, it will say... Saying you're fine when you're really not fine. And hoping that when you Somebody drop light hints people will pick up on those red flags that you're dropping oh my gosh but i really do think that i'm just bad at picking up on red flags though generally speaking did i clarify myself i don't know (laughs) kelly still doesn't believe me she still thinks that i'm trying to say i'm better than everyone and i know everything about myself and so i'm just no i I can be clarified Thank you. I appreciate that. You're good. Thanks for clarifying for us. Always. It's what I'm here for. Um, Kelly, do you have anything for the Star Wars Hollow Gazette? Uh, I was not expecting you to ask me that question. (laughs) (laughs) I ask you first every time. I know. I guess I'll give a little, like, fitness update. Gym bros. Mm. We some gym bros. (laughs) Last time we talked about fitness, Mm -hmm. I had just put up my gym and I said that I did a lifting workout and I was really proud of myself because mm-hmm. I was like getting back into it. And then I said that and then I never lifted again after that. <laughs> so I'm just coming on here to say that so far I have lifted four times in February, which is hey. great. I'm on a plan that's three workouts a week. So that means I almost hit my goal two weeks in February so far. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I feel so proud of you. So uh, there's that. There's my fitness update. And I feel good. I'm like sore, you know, like lifting sore. Mm -hmm. And lifting sore is 
when I feel my best. So it's a good place to be. It's been good. And I got to do that today after my like, I had like my eh day. It was mm-hmm. just eh. And so then mm-hmm. I got to lift afterwards and it made me feel a lot better. That's fantastic. Not good enough to provide the most entertaining podcast, <laughs> but better. I thought you were entertaining. Oh, thanks. I thought you were too. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, Stars Hollow Gazette. See, and I ask you first so that I don't have to go first, but then I still find myself being like, I don't know what I'm going to say about it. I was asked to MC a week of a summer camp and I was able to get off of work for it. So I'm going to go and MC a week of summer camp. And I love that. I would never be. Thank you. I'm excited about it. I would never be like a good camp counselor because I don't really like the outdoors that much. I like looking at the outdoors, (laughs) but if you asked me to go canoeing, I would probably say no, unless I trust you a lot. Will you go canoeing with me? Um, I, with you, I would go canoeing with most people. I would say no, genuinely, um, (laughs) especially strangers that I'm like working with for a week. No, thank you. I'm not doing that. Um, last summer when I worked the same camp, when I was an MC for a week of camp, I was told that I was going to be driving kids to the river to go on the river day and be in a canoe with a, with like another person all day. And I said, I'm no, I'm not. And they went, haha, very funny. And I said, I'm genuinely not being funny. That's not a thing that I can be doing. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. I realized that I came across as a jerk just then. What I was really trying to say was, please, under no circumstances, make me go down the river tomorrow. I I, I don't have the clothes for it. I don't have the, um, the brain space for it. Do not, under any circumstances, <laughs> put me in a boat on water. Okay. <laughs> So anyhow, um, I'm going to have to just let, I think the person who's directing the week of camp that I will be working knows me well enough to know, to tell them, don't make her get in a canoe. No boats. Mariah and boats, no go. Unless they're motorized and like a pontoon. She'll get in one of those and hang out. Give her a pontoon, give her a cold one to crack open and she's set. (laughs) Canoes? No. No. I'll get in a kayak every once in a while. Did I ever tell you about the time I was kayaking and my kayak literally got full of water how did you manage that (laughs) well kelly let me tell you it was the fourth of july i think 2018 my oldest sister who loves to be like maria let's go on an adventure and i say "Mm, i don't think so and she says "Mm, i think so asked me if i wanted to go kayaking now keep in mind the kayaks had been in the water all day my cousins had been over the children were kayaking around by our dock whatever and so i said sure let's go kayaking and (laughs) she was like man, Mariah, you're kind of slow. <laughs> I was like, I am not, but I really was. I was, I was like going at a turtle's pace compared to her. And I was like, man, she's like, she must just be way stronger than I am. Like, this is, this is wild. And so there's like an Island sort of in the middle of the lake. And we decided to go and paddle ourselves out to the Island and then go back. We, we got to the Island and my sister said, Mariah, I know why you're going so slowly. The back of your, your kayak is literally underwater. You're going to have to get out of the Island and tip it over and get all the water out. And I said, absolutely not under no circumstances. There is poison Ivy and there are two goats and I'm not dealing with either of those things today. So anyhow, my kayak filled up with so much water that I fell out of it. (laughs) Like it, it was so full of water that I literally just tipped to one side and I was out of the kayak. And so my sister tied my kayak to the back of hers and I held on to the front of hers. I wrapped my arms and legs around the front of hers. 
<laughs> and she paddled. And every once in a while, I would hold on with just my legs and use my arms to try and, you know, do some swimming strokes. <laughs> or I would hold on with my arms and kick, 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 kick. This is like oh. so in character for you. And I also take back my invitation to come canoeing with me. Well, well then here's what happened. I, but Kelly, here's what happened. There had been a storm the week before and a tree had fallen down on this one kayak. But because they were plastic, when the tree was taken off of the kayak, it had sort of like popped back into place and you couldn't see that there was a whole a crack in it. And because it had been kids in and out of the kayaks all day, they had sort of been like taken out of the lake and put back in a couple of times. And so it had been emptied, I think. But by the time that I got to it and we went for an actual like kayak around the lake, it was not okay <laughs> and you've never been in a kayak <laughs> that's not true my that same sister <laughs> asked me if i would go kayaking with her and her husband around the lake i think the next summer and i said are we sure there are no cracks in the kayaks and she said yes and i said i trust you and it was great we had a great time oh i'm glad that that made up for the, the it first did. experience it did and now i have a great story but i think that's everything buckaroos I think so, Trash Dogs. That's all we have for you. <laughs> so this was the first episode. And keep an eye out on Instagram. We have something that we, we haven't asked for you guys. Um, we're going to ask to hear from you guys on some things for our rom-com episodes. So just kind of keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we're excited to do this and we're excited to watch rom-coms. I don't know how regularly these will come out, but I am excited for them. They're going to be a good time every time they do come out. I'm excited for them too. Yeah. And also it's an excuse for all of us to watch rom-coms and rewatch rom-coms. So exactly. What a good time. A great time. All right. Deuces guys. Love you. Bye. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces! Bye! Bye. Love Love you. you!